Welcome to The Business Extra. I'm Mustafa Al-Rawi, The National's Assistant Editor-in-Chief. With me is my co-host and The National's Future Editor, Kelsey Warner. Hi, Kelsey. Hey, Mustafa. So today we're talking about, uh, you know, one of the the more pressing subjects in the world at the moment, which is electric vehicles and the reality of supply and demand. Right. I think there right now is an expectation that there's this surging demand issue that the industry is facing, which is certainly true. Production is not meeting current demand, but it's still a relatively very small segment of the vehicle buying population on planet Earth. So EVs is the great hope to save us, to get us to net zero by 2050, it still has a long road to travel and many challenges ahead. Well, we we spoke to the uh, chief executive and founder of British Vault, Oral Najari. Um, before we, we let you see that interview, uh, do subscribe uh, or ring that bell. Um, so we're going to speak to Oral Najari about their plans uh, to develop locally made batteries in the UK. Um, which is very important in terms of the supply chain, but also to get a sense on the ground of, you know, apart from the noise that we're hearing, you know, what's really going on. Right. What What is actually happening? And as we move away from EVs being synonymous with being a Tesla story, as we move on from the Elon Musk of it all and the industry matures and consumers actually become more savvy to, okay, what does it mean to have a lithium-ion battery in my car? Is this really environmentally friendly? Um, what will it take to make EVs truly green? These are these are sophisticated kind of nuanced questions, but they're really important as major manufacturers around the world are announcing, you know, electric fleets. Let's go to that interview with Oral Najari, the founder and chief executive of British Vault. Uh, Oral Najari is the founder and chief executive at British Vault. Um, Oral, thank you so much for talking to us today. Um, I know the company has been quite active recently. Um, you've announced plans to to start a test facility um, for your your batteries in the Midlands, uh, with the aim of of manufacturing them uh, in the UK. It seems like it's an interesting time to be in the electrification of cars of mobility at the moment, particularly in the UK. Um, how how are you seeing the industry at the moment? Is the demand coming? Is 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 it meeting all the hype? So hi, firstly, thank you for having us on 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 the show today. Uh, yes, indeed, the, the the demand is there. It is it is it is uh, not an issue of demand; it's, it's issue of supply. More importantly, it's an issue of industrialization, because what we are doing is that we're going through this transition right now from 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 an era of internal combustion engine when it comes to electric vehicles, in particular, in mobility in general. We are seeing the Nord Nordic fjords and the Norwegian fjords getting getting uh, uh, taxed if, if, if you're entering with a diesel yacht, as an example. So, so we're having this wave of energy transition and it's super, super exciting. In terms of, of, of what we're seeing in the industry, you mentioned rightly so our latest acquisition, EAS, is a battery manufacturer since 25 years and, and, and uh, is a supplier to, to many of these blue chip OEMs in Europe, but more importantly, what it does allow us is that it allows us to look more closely into de-risking industrialization, going from smaller scale to large scale. And I'll give you a very uh, simple example, an example that, uh, that sits very close to my heart. <clears throat> Elon, he doesn't have 
problem selling cars. He has problems producing enough cars in order to sell them. That's As Elon, Elon Musk of Tesla, I assume, when you say <laughs> Elon. Yes, that is Elon correct. you're referring to. Okay. Just to make that is absolutely, clear. absolutely correct. And 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 he is a pioneer in the industry, and 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 we are seeing the similar type of trends now as this, the the cycle plans of the auto industry in Europe has been pushed forward and and coming much more rapidly upon us. So so it makes the cell manufacturing proposition not only an, an interesting one, especially from an ESG perspective, but also as part of the larger government decarbonization strategies. We, we, we get to be, be, be privileged and hit the hammer of the nail, so to speak. <laughs> Elon has no issue selling cars, as you just said, but he does have challenges with producing cars. Um, you know, even they last week announced that they had stopped taking orders on the Cybertruck outside of its North American market because it, they simply could not keep up with the number um, of cars being ordered. But this is not a unique Tesla issue. These are problems facing the entire EV industry. And I want you to just lay out for us, what are the challenges to producing an EV these days? Is it, is it, a, lithium pro, is it a lithium challenge? Is it a battery challenge? What are, the, what are the things hampering scale? Very, very good observation. And, and, and yes, it is across the board. And it is across the board in terms of supply chain. We're seeing a lot of bottlenecks within supply chain as part of this energy transition right now. Uh, many of these bottlenecks have obviously been mentioned and highlighted before. We've seen a, a freeze on the nickel price even in, on, on London Metal Stock Exchange uh, quite recently. Uh, uh, and and, and uh, we, we, we've, we've had lithium prices soar, making it far more difficult for EV manufacturers to predict prices and price stability is obviously something that then consumers are always striving towards. And more importantly, price parity towards internal combustion engines. The challenges are, are, are really in terms of supply chain. Uh, the challenges are, are, are actually building these uh, massive and huge facilities, taking our own uh, UK facility as an example. We, we discussed the Midland facility and I had the EAS acquisition, but on top of that, we are. The, the, the one of the few propositions in Europe that has full planning permission to build a gross 58 gigawatt hour and net 38 gigawatt hour facility in the northeast of England. Uh, so, so looking at these 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 challenges ahead is, is the industrialization aspect is a difficult one. Uh, but having said that, this is something humanity has done before. We might only have six or seven operating gigafactories in Europe right now. But we do have approximately 117 plus operating gigafactories in East Asia. So it is not something we cannot do, but what we, we, but, but we are all aiming towards doing, especially what British Vault strives in, 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 in doing is, is to try to be, be the producer of a low carbon, sustainable battery manufacturing rather than just banging out these giga plants in boxes and start producing these batteries. So in terms of challenges, it's, it's a supply chain, the bottlenecks in terms of cells, ideally cells that are produced in Europe, if you want to sell to the European market, bearing in mind the rules of origin uh, that, that, that are coming into play quite aggressively in the next few years. And that's another thing that's also pushed the auto industry to start producing these EVs a bit faster. And and you you mentioned there about low carbon batteries, uh, the environmental concerns around um, 
the, the batteries for EVs is something that's been well publicized. But it, do you think that we're on a path where we can find a, a, a solution to, to, to the rising demand and all the supply th- chain discussions we, we've just had, but as well that takes into account environmental concerns where you know, we, we can't be in a situation where we're, we're kind of mining the rare earth metals in the same way that we were you know, accessing all other natural resources over the, over the previous decades. Oh, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's a, it's just a very, very good, good point you're making there because what is, what is the, 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 the ultimate aim? It, it is the, the strive and drive towards net zero. And, and, and you can't, you can't come to net zero if you can't create the, a circular economy. Firstly, because as, as, as you accurately point out, there's, there's, there's a lot of raw materials that needs to get dug out of the ground. So we need to also look at recycling strategies. And, and, and that is something we, we, we're seeing uh, major developments in terms of research, R&D, uh, uh, innovation. From a British Fault perspective, we, we have a joint venture with, with a FTSE 100 company, Glencore, in, 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 uh, it's, it's been named a British Loop. Uh, focusing on the British recycling market, uh, where we're even as part of our industrialization and scale-up phase, we'll have a lot, a very high scrap rate. Even those batteries, we want to be able to recycle, get them back into the system again, because as 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 you accurately pointed out, it we don't have you know as as as, as much raw materials as we may, as we maybe wish that we had. Oral, can I just ask your ba- your own personal background? I mean, it's it's not like you you're a veteran of the transport sector. I mean, how did you how did you end up, uh, you know, with British Vault and and looking at sort of the the front lines of of what's quite a cutting edge um, sector at the moment? It's a it's a it's a combination of two things. Uh, for, from from on, on on one side, geopolitics has always been a, a hobby of mine, and and. Uh, I think the only one good thing I ever did in my academic career was my MBA thesis, which I was allowed to decide the topic on myself. But 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 even even that was in turn in 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 regards to energy security and supply and demand imbalance of gas and the need for diversification of gas supply into Europe. Uh, and 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 uh, we're seeing what's happening now in, in Ukraine as an example. Uh, the, on the, the, the geopolitical angle. On one end, because it is an energy security issue today, there's a reason why the European Commission have have, have put in place the rules of origin. It's about uh, uh, it's, it's about localizing larger parts and more critical parts of the supply chain, the high value end of the value chain, so to speak. Um, and then on the other end, sustainability and 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 and, and the renewable aspect of it. Uh, I'm a Turkmen. Born in Iran, I'm a Sunni Turkmen raised in, in a Shia society initially, but at the age of four, my father took us to Sweden. Again, uh, black hair, black, brown eyes amongst all the blonde people, uh, a, a minority, uh, but, but being, being raised in, in, in a society where, where, where we were always recycling, being raised in a society where, where you have to try to buy green, try to buy responsible, where waste to energy was implemented already from the late 80s. So early, early, early 80s and, and, and became more commoditized in, in the late 80s, early 90s. My mother used to invest in green bonds. So that, that uh, second leg of always having a fascination for sustainability and what is green and also leaving the world behind uh, for, 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 for my son to maybe be, be, be proud of. 
where we've done something. So one thing led to another, and 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 obviously, uh, lithium-ion batteries. There is no energy transition without lithium-ion batteries. Uh, many have said this before me, so so I'm not, I'm not making something up. Uh, and 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 the more you do the math, and the more you look at it, there's no other better way to store energy than with lithium-ion batteries. And 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 we we, we at British Gold we at the forefront of it. But it's a capex-heavy exercise, you know, to create IP, to 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 build something like this from scratch. And this is maybe my investment banking background in in terms of structuring, in terms of of of, of uh, uh, acknowledging the importance of use of proceeds, deploying capital on the right things in order to gain the right value drivers, which then would allow the proposition to go forward. So proudly, proudly, proudly today. We are over 160 scientists in the research and development uh, side of things, focusing on product development. It's homegrown talent out of the UK, creating homegrown IP. The company might be born in Abu Dhabi, as I'm a resident of Abu Dhabi, but 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 the company is founded in the UK and is 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 uh, proudly British in that sense. But at the same time, it is extremely passionately global, and 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 it is that that. IP that we want to try to create here in order to 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 expand over other continents and geographies. So coming back geopolitics, coming back greenification, the the kind of two pillars of of, of my hobbies and, and and my background and upbringing with my investment banking uh, experience allowed British Vault to to propel today to what it is. I want to ask you more on the local angle, the localization of batteries. You can buy a luxury handbag that, it, and it'll say it was, you know, made in Italy, but all of the component parts have been shipped in from all over the world. So what are you looking at today from your factory in the Midlands? What parts are really, truly local and what is just made local? What are, what are some of the issues that you're facing there? So, so I mean, the main issue I'm facing, or British Vault proposition is facing in the Midlands and why we can't have a properly scaled up and a larger facility than 1.2 gigawatt hour is, is, is the infrastructure around the, the grid connection. Uh, the, the, I mean, if you look at cell manufacturing, you have, you know, the copper foil, the cathode, the anode, the, the assembly of the full cells uh, it's, itself, it's, it's very energy intense. So, so in terms of the, the British and the Blythe facility in the Northeast, it will be a full cycle cell manufacturing. What we will do is we'll break things down. So uh, within the next few years time, we will have a co-located cathode strategy, co-located anode strategy. To your point, the rules of origins are coming. <clears throat> the rules of origin are coming and the rules of origin is not something we can just look around because one battery, that does not have enough local content will allow the whole car to be tariffed by 10%. So it would wipe out the entire profit margin of the OEM. So to answer your question, local content, extremely important, but that's where British Vault is one step ahead in trying to make sure that we have more local content that we actually need. So we are all the time ahead of curve when it comes to regulatory frameworks and changes as part of the decarbonization strategies of the governments. So there was some news, you know, recently about various huge car manufacturers, you know, committing further to the electrification of their fleets. 
Um, you know, I'm, I'll mention, I mean, Dodge, for example, that hasn't even made an EV yet is committing to, to have its entire fleet within a few years being entirely electric. How, how does this help you or does it, or does it to a certain extent hinder you when, when there are these headlines and there are, there is a lot of noise around EVs at the moment, the difference, I guess, between, uh, aspiration and, and reality on the ground that you have to deal with. Well, I mean, a lot of a lot of the, the statements uh, uh, that have come up in the past, uh, some of them that are coming out today, uh, they're, they're sometimes very reactive. Uh, but 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 the fact of the matter remains that the fundamental supply and demand imbalance will always be a positive, and will be of positive impact for British Volt. Now. What you're referring to in, 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 in this instance is, is, is a classic case of the supply demand balance, which really drives from two basic and fundamental legs. One is more kind of government framework, legislation, decarbonization strategies. These used to be poli political propaganda. But what, what, what the auto industry and the OEMs kind of missed this time around is that this so-called political propaganda at the height of Instagram, at the height of what I call the Greta Thunberg effect actually will have more than just a political propaganda impact. So you'll see an, an accelerated increase in, in, in demand from the consumer side, but it won't be the consumers with the actual ones that are pushing the button to buy or sell. Okay, it will be the consumers that are actually putting the pressure, soft pressure, daddy, daddy, can you please, instead of an RS6 humbling car, buy a Tesla Model Y? Because we do want our, 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 our you know, family cars to be fun as well, being a petrol head myself. But you do get the pressure, the social pressure suddenly of going green. And this is hugely underestimated by the autos. So the autos, as you very accurately pointed out, sir, they are announcing they need to be producing one because whatever they're producing today is already booked up. 24 months, sometimes 36 months. And this is what we discussed earlier. Elon's problem is not demand is, is, is supply and industrialization and ramp up. And that's where we're trying to learn and try to make sure that we don't make any mistakes on the front end that quickly can go to market, maybe through a scale-up facility in the Midlands, which is at the heart of our industrialization strategy, or the actual full cycle cell manufacturing proposition up in the Northeast, creating about 3,000 jobs directly, another 7,000 jobs in the ecosystem, falls very naturally as part of the government's levelling up agenda, but doing it in a green way up in the Northeast. And, and that's really what's driving the team and, and the spirit within the company every day that we're waking up and, and trying to solve problems and challenges. Uh, Oral Najari, thank you so much for being with us, founder and CEO of British Vault. Um, good luck with, uh, with all those plans. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you for having us. Well, that's all we've got time for today. Kelsey Warner, thank you so much. Thank you. All that remains to thank our production team and you all for being with us. Join us again next time.